powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Bible's up. Let's make a confession of faith together. Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you, sir, we are open and we are ready. Speak to us tonight, God. We cast every care before you. We lay down every burden before you. And we say we are open to receive. Speak, Lord. And for this, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Can I get you to lift your hands and worship God for five seconds to prepare yourself to receive? Five. Come on, Wednesday. Four. Three. Come on, Wednesday. Two. Come on, Wednesday. One. Hallelujah. So listen, we are in this series called The Sequel. Somebody say The Sequel. Uh, this series is based off of this very simple premise that our God is the God of sequels. We're always wanting your, uh, uh, your next to be better than your previous and your present. Here's what's amazing. It does not mean that your previous or your present are bad. It doesn't mean that great things aren't happening. Watch me. It just means that what God wants to do next is better than what's happening right now. I need you to know you serve a God that is always exceeding himself. See, you thought that you saw him do something amazing in the first quarter of 2022. But wait until you get to the end of this quarter in 2022. Wait until you get to the end of this year. What did we learn? Our confession will be that the Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. The Bible makes this declaration in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. It says we all with unveiled face, we are beholding. In other words, we are seeing the glory of God and we are being transformed. Now, I love this verse because this verse makes it clear we all, which means all of us are going through a transformation process. You're not in the same stage in your process as I am in mine, and I'm not in the same stage in my process as you are in yours, which means don't beat me down because we're not in the same place. Can I get you to elbow somebody and just tell them, say, we're both being transformed. We're, 
which means, watch me, you may be in a bad day today, but I need you to keep going. Why? Because there's a transformation that's about to manifest for you tomorrow. Never look down on somebody and never judge somebody because of where they are at currently because they are in the midst of a transformation process. And here's our confession. I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I am not where I used to be. Why? I am being transformed. Never let anybody judge you because you are not at the same level or state that they are at in their transformation process. Why? Because we are all going through the same process, but we're not in the same stage of the same process. Let me help you. For some of you, you need to make sure you have people around you that even though they're not in the same stage, they're at least committed to the process. We may not be at the same level, but doggone, we cannot be stuck. You better not have people around you that are stuck and that are stagnant and that are trying to block you and keep you down. I need you to check the people around you. Just say, are you being transformed? Ask them. Are you being... Uh, because watch me because if you're not being transformed that means you're trash and I don't have time to be around trash that's trying to stay stuck and stagnant and be the same matter of fact I don't have time to be sitting around people that aren't trying to go anywhere aren't trying to do anything aren't trying to make anything happen you don't have time to be sitting up with people that all they want to do is gossip and talk about what other people are doing you know why you talking about other people business because you ain't got no business yourself we are all being transformed. Watch me. Watch me. Look at me. Beholding the glory of the Lord, which means we are seeing something. Whatever you behold, you become, which is why it's important that you make sure you keep things in front of you that inspire you and do not, uh, do not depress you. You got to keep things in front of you that let you have hope and that do not make you re revisit places of hurt. For some of you, you need to change your entire house around. Why? Because you need to make sure you're beholding something that you want to become. For some of you, you need to make sure you've got quotes up around your house that remind you of who you are becoming and not who you used to. You need to have stuff in your house. I, all in my house, I got lions everywhere. You want to know why? Because I have to remind myself not to let Denver make me no punk. Y'all not going to say nothing. What do you mean by that? Not to let the spirit of the reason that I'm in make me back down, make me back up, and make me not be all of the warrior that God has created and ordained for me to be. Beholding the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed. Say, this is perpetual, which means this goes on over and over and over and over and over again. So for those of you who you feel like you want to arrive, can I tell you something? You need another God because the God of the Bible is not a God to where you get to a destination and you're done. No, that's not how he works. How God works is that every day you're being transformed. And I'm in competition with yesterday's version of myself. So watch me, your Thursday you is going to be better than your Wednesday you. Your Friday you is going to be better than your Thursday you. Your Saturday you is going to be better than your Friday you. Your Sunday you is going to be better than your Saturday you. Why? Because every day I'm going through a process. And can I give you a good place to shout? There may be some days where you screw that process up. There may be some days where you look back and you say, I just messed this whole day up. But guess what? You still have a post, which means God still has a plan. That means he's not done with you yet. 
says we are being transformed into the same image. What image is this? This is the image in the likeness of God from one degree of glory to the another degree of glory, which means every day of your life, you should be increasing the temperature. You should be increasing the degree of glory. And what does glory mean? Glory just means his goodness, which means today I should see more of it than I did yesterday. Today, I should be better than I was yesterday. See, even if I mess up today, at least today I could recognize where I messed it up. See, I need you to learn how to celebrate little progress because there's going to be some days where you're like, I did not handle that right at all. But at least today you recognize where you didn't handle it right. So tomorrow you can get that thing together. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop, is that God doesn't throw you away in your transformation process. So I need you to stop tripping in your transformation process. Sunday's message was called the sequel of a seed. Why? Because there are only two contrasting seasons of life. There's only two seasons of life, seed and sequel. If you grew up in church, you, you use this phraseology that is not biblical. I'm just in a season of a blank. I'm just in a season of rest right now. I'm just in a season of sabbatical right now. I'm just in a season of sitting right now. I'm just in a season of reflection. No, no, you're not. There's only two seasons in your life according to the Bible, seed and sequel. Genesis 8:22. I like this verse because it's 22. Two is the biblical number of witness. Eight is the biblical number of a new beginning. 822 says if you get your seed in the ground, you're about to witness a... Please be a good church. You're about to witness a new beginning. The verse is prophesying to you. It's telling you if you want to see something new, you're going to have to sow something new. I... While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and Denver. How did we go from shorts the other day? I asked Alexa, I said, Alexa, what's the temperature outside? She said, the high is going to be 37. I said, 37 what? See, and then I asked her again, because I said, she clearly she needs to reset. I said, I said, Alexa, what's the weather in Denver, Colorado? The weather in Denver? I said, it cannot be. It was just sunny and hot the other day. And today, I got on sweats and a hoodie. Okay? Summer and Denver. Day and night. Look at the last part that's underlined. Shall not cease. Now, we got a problem right here. Because some of us think that we can sow one thing and reap something different. Some people are expecting something that you should not be expecting. Why? Because you've never put a seed in the ground for it. That is tantamount to you going to a drive-thru and saying, hey, listen, uh, you go to the second window. Uh, watch me. Pay attention. It's, it, even even drive-thrus prophesy. Is at the first window, you got to order. At the second window, that's where you... Two is the biblical number of even the drive-through prophesies. Listen, right, so so watch me. It is the equivalent of you going to the second window. And watch me. You didn't say anything at the first window. You didn't say anything when they say, you know, hello, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. May I take your order? <laughs> you, you didn't say anything to them. You go to the second window and you sit in there. And here's how some of y'all are. Can I can I be honest with you? Here's how some of y'all are in the spirit. In the spirit, watch me. You rolled up to the window with a whole attitude. You pulling your seatbelt all rough and aggressive, getting stuff out of your bag all rough and aggressive. You rolling the window down, got an attitude with the person at the window. But watch me, and you're wondering why the window isn't open. 
He said, will I not open up for you the, y'all better. You wonder why the window's not open? You wonder why the person on the other side of the window's not speaking to you? It's because they're confused as to why you're sitting in a seat of expectation when you have not first sown your order in the, and I need some of y'all to stop being mad that you didn't get what you never asked for. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, put your order in. Put your. And how do I place my order? With my seed. My seed is my. Y'all ready? I said, y'all ready? Mark 4, 26, the kingdom of God. Now, this has several different meanings, but for the context of this verse, it is God's M.O. What is an M.O.? It is somebody's modus operandi, their mode of operation. You ever met somebody where their M.O. was late? So when they told you they were on the way, you knew they hadn't left the house. Because that's their M.O. You ever met somebody where their M.O. was to lie? So anything they told you, you, you know, it would be a joke because everybody around you know that they lie. And so when they're telling a story, y'all will be looking at one another just smiling. And you know he lying. Because that's their M.O. So watch me. So God's M.O., whenever you see the kingdom of God, it is talking about God's M.O., how he operates. And pay attention. You don't get to change his M.O. Because a king, watch me, is an undisputed authority. That's why we don't have kings in America. But, but why? Because you are subject to the laws of the land. You can't just do what you want to do because you sit in a particular seat. We don't have kings in America. We have presidents in America. Pay attention. The kingdom of God, however, is not a democracy. You cannot vote God in. You cannot vote God out. It's not an oligarchy. You don't have enough money to buy him. It is a monarchy, which means he rules with absolute authority. Why is this important? Because he's telling you, this is the way I work, and I'm not changing it for you because you can't vote me in and you can't buy me. The kingdom of God, my mode of operation, God says, is as if a man should do what? Should scatter seed on the ground. I got some pumpkin seeds here. This is the kingdom of God is this, is that you scatter seed. God says, here's my M.O. My M.O. is that I scatter seed. Go back to Genesis. What did God do? He released seed. The Bible said everything he placed in the garden, it talks about how he placed trees, etc. that were seed producing, which means everything he put in the garden produced garden produce seed. When he places Eve in the garden, watch me, he places Adam in the garden to do what? Produce seed. Which means, watch me, if y'all produce, then now we'll have perpetual reproduction. Which means all I had to do was put two of y'all up in there in the first place. And if y'all would do... So God says, my way of doing things is that I release so that I see increase. So Mark 4, 26, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. Here's what's amazing. is while you sleep, your seed never sleeps. Which means you can lay down resting assured that I got seed in the ground. And I've already taught you that this is bigger than money. Why do you not need to be worried about tomorrow? Why? Because I've already sown in my previous and my present, so I'm not worried about my tomorrow. 
He said he sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. Seeds produce sequels. It's right on the screen. Seeds produce sequels. Look at this last part. He knows not how, which means, look at me, most of us, because we are control freaks on the low, and some of y'all control freaks on the high. Like there's nothing mysterious about your desire to be in control. You even, watch me, you even do this in your emails because there's a tone in your email. It's a tone in your text. Y'all not saying nothing to me right there. It is a tone because you have got this control thing. And for most of us, we want to control the how. God, how are you going to do this? God, how are you going to make this happen? Okay, all right, watch me. Okay, watch me. Can I get though to be honest? Listen, control freaks, I know this is hard for you, but can I get you to be honest and just be, that there's parts of you that want to know how you're going to do this, God? God, how are you going to, matter of fact, Lord, I'm going to need a breakdown. Give me the play-by-play. I need to know that when I go to work on Thursday, I'm going to look to the left, and then Jackie going to say go to the right, and then Sheila going to say do this, and then, and then. And do you know what the Bible says? No! I ain't telling you nothing. Look at somebody on your road say, he's not telling you anything. The how is above your pay grade. The how is none of your business. What I need you to do is mind your business and let your seed mind its business. Oh, y'all not talking to me Wednesday. If you keep scattering, the seed will keep producing. Here's where most of us mess up. It's once we scatter, we come back and get down here and try to figure out how. So instead of doing what you're supposed to do, which is go scatter more, you stop scattering, which means you stop your sequels. You miss me. 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 So I'm going to say it again. You stop scattering. Because now you're trying to figure out how. So now you come back down here and now you're trying to talk to your seed. You're trying to look at your seed. Well, I ain't going to be doing this for everybody. Well, how much more I got to do with this? Well, how much more I got to speak? Well, how much more time it's going to take? Well, Lord, it's been taking a long time. And God says, this is none of your business. Your job is to do what? Scatter more seed. Some of you, here's where you have gotten stuck. You have gotten stuck at the how, and he's not going to tell you anyway. That's like trying to have a meeting with somebody that said, I ain't have no meeting. And you just sitting at the table saying, I'm waiting on him to come in there. And God is like, I'm not coming to that meeting. You call that meeting. I didn't call that meeting. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. He knows not how. I need you to release God from, watch me, from a question he's not going to answer for you in the first place. Say, Lord, I give you the how. Come on, Wednesday, I just need you to lift your hands for just three seconds and just worship him and tell him, I give you the how. I give you the how. I don't know how, and that's not my responsibility. I give you the how. 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 Let's go. Verse 28. The earth, earth has a couple of interesting meanings in Greek, the language of our New Testament. It's this word G, G-E, which means uh, the land. Say my land. land. Your land is what you walk on. Then it means your life. Say my life. life. Okay. 
your life produces by itself. Your land produces by itself, which means this is a law. Okay, and you and you, and you didn't hear me, because some of y'all will look at people who who you like God. They live ratchet, but they're sowers. And their seed is producing. Watch me. Because this is a law. Some of y'all look at people in the world. And you're like, God, these people don't even love you. Why are they prospering? Because they will sow. And this is a law. Y'all are not listening to what I'm saying. How much more would he do for his own children? Somebody say, this is the law. So you can't be mad at people when they're working the law that you refuse to work. You cannot judge somebody's harvest when you did not check their seed because the Bible says this is going to happen automatically. You ever met somebody that, that, you know, they maybe were just kind of ratchet, and if you sit next to them, just look at me. It's, they just were kind of, you know, ratchet and all that. But every time y'all went somewhere, they took care of everything for everybody. They were always paying for everything. They were always taking care of everything. And that even when they found themselves in crazy situations, somehow they found a way to rise up out that situation. You ever seen anybody like that? Four of us have. Here's what will mess you up. You're like, God, why do you get them out of this? Why do they keep making it do this? Because there's a law at work. There's a law at work. Somebody said there's a law at work. What's happening? Their life is producing by itself. All they had to do was scatter seed. And when they scattered seed, the law begins to work. What am I trying to tell some of y'all? You focus too much on the seed instead of the scatter of the seed, which means you made your seed your savior and your seed your God instead of releasing your seed to your savior and to your God so he can make it something amazing. Watch me. He says this law is in, in effect. Once you scatter seed, there's a law. And this law is, governs the entire earth. Genesis 8 and 22. It says as long as the earth remains. So this law governs the earth. So even, pay attention, even unsaved people can benefit from this law. This is why sometimes God's people be like, well, Lord, it don't seem like being a Christian is working. Oh, no, it's working just fine. Watch me, because this is the law. So watch me, whether you believe in him or you do not, this law works. Got it? Let's use American law, right? We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Let's just use American law for an example. Let's presume that the law is equally applied to all people. That's a, pres that's a presumption, okay? A, okay, so here's the deal. It don't matter whether you're an atheist or agnostic, the law applies to you. You missed what I just said. It doesn't matter whether you're a Muslim or a Jew, the law applies to you. Okay, so this is a law, which means this will work for whoever will work it. But you know who it should work for first and most? For us. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, I need you to work this. I need you to work. Because for some of you, watch me, you're about to walk into your best 12 months of life ever. For some of you, you're about to find out why you couldn't settle. You're about to find out why you could not take what somebody else was offering. You're about to find out why you could not give up. Why? Because this law is about to produce for you. 
Lay your hands on yourself. Say, the law is about to produce for me. So watch me. He says, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. Which means sequels come in stages. Okay, so once I sow this seed, now there's stages that this thing has to go through. I sow this pumpkin seed, but it ain't going to be this. It's going to look like that first. It comes in stages. Watch me. I need you to hear me. Watch me. And I need you not to quit. Or not to say, watch me, or not to say it doesn't work. Simply because you went from seed, watch me, then what's the rest? Then the blade, then the ear. It's going to be a, a little minute before you get to the full grain in the ear. Sequels come in stages. You can't have Batman 2, 3, 4, and 5 all in the same movie. You can't have Avengers 10 million, 10 million and two, 10 million and three, Quantity and Phantom Wars, and Phantom Infinity, Quantum, what, all that. You can't, <laughs> I'm making up words. It's the point. You can't have all of that in one movie. Now, they try to get everything as much as they can in one movie. Because them Avengers movies, what, about four hours now? You can lay down, take a nap, go out to eat, come back, movie stuff. They still just get into the big scene at the end. <laughs> Pay attention. You cannot have it all at one time. For some of you, here's what happens, is when you're in stage one, it doesn't look like much, so you stop sewing. And because you stopped sewing, what did you do? You shut down your sequel. You shut down your sequel, because sequels come in. Come on, y'all talk to me, and what? Look at verse 29. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Pay attention. The larger the sequel, the longer the win. The, watch me. The larger the sequel, the longer the win. I came to tell somebody, he's about to blow your mind. <laughs> I came to tell somebody Wednesday, you've been waiting for a while because he's about to blow your mind. Point to somebody and tell him, say, he's about to blow your mind. Go. Talk to somebody else that'll put a praise behind it. When you say something like that to him, say, he's about to blow your mind. Go. I've been waiting this long because what I'm about to get, this ain't no little baby. This ain't no little baby. This ain't no little bit. This is about to be huge, larger than I expected. It's about to shake the... <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. The longer the wind is connected to the largeness of the sequel. I told you on Sunday about that meme that used to be on social media about how uh, a little puppy came and talked to an elephant and said, you've been prego for a long time. Prego, that's my word for pregnant. Um, a little, little cat came up. You know, cats always be starting stuff. Little, little cat came up. Little cat came up to the elephant. Cats always be trying to mess with stuff bigger than it. I was looking at a piece of property one time. This cat just going to post up on me. 
It was a black cat too. And I, and and so you know you know I'm used to stuff. You know you walk around, animals move. This little black cat just posted up like, meow. <laughs> you trying to see the property? <laughs> Let me tell you about the place. Pay attention. The cow. Uh, the cow. The cat. The cat goes to the elephant. The dog goes to the elephant. And they say, hey, listen, we've had lots of puppies since you've been pregnant. In fact, you've been pregnant for two years, and you, you still haven't given birth. The cat, you know, posted up on the elephant. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> uh, you've been waiting for a long time. The elephant responds the same way I need you to respond. The elephant responds and says, well, you know, when you give birth to meows, the world don't hear that. She looked at the dogs and says, what you give birth to, it barks. And the only people that hit that are the people on this block. But what I'm about to give birth to is a protected class. Oh, my God. What I'm about to give birth to is about to shake the earth. I need you to make sure you're sitting next to an earth shaker, a curse breaker, a history maker, a boundary breaker, a line crosser. Elbow them say, he's about to blow your mind. Go. That's why it's taking so long. This ain't no little harvest. You ready? So, so, so I taught you this on Sunday. You're a farmer that has everything you need in seed form. Because what did we learn? God's M.O., his way of doing things, is that the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who scattered some seed. So God's M.O., his way of doing things, is he said, everything in my kingdom is based on seed and sequel. Release, increase. Sowing, reaping. It's the same principle. Now, look at this. Um, 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has given us. Say, I already have it. Look at me. You lack nothing. I will say it again. You lack nothing. Every time you've sat up just today alone and said, Lord, I don't have this. I don't have that. I, I rebuke you talking crazy. You lack nothing. Why? Because everything I need, I have. It's just in seed form. You want loyalty? Sow it. You want consistency? Sow it. You want faithfulness? Sow it. You want money? Sow it. You want a business? Sow it to somebody else's business. Y'all ready? When this little thing happened with my foot, um, I, was very, I was very adamant about a few things. I was very careful with my words because I said, Lord, I've sown into a lot of other people's healing, so I expect mine to manifest quickly. And I, and they talk about it, it may be four weeks. I said, I don't want to hear no four weeks. I don't, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear, I don't have time for that. I got San Antonio. I got, I got <laughs> it's a movie. I got too much to do between now and then. I said, I don't want to hear none of that. I said, I, I appreciate what you're saying, and I thank God for you. I don't want to hear none of that. I said, Lord, I've sown into others healing. So therefore, I expect mine to manifest quickly. See, whatever I want, I can get because I can sow. There's nothing unreachable for you. Why? Because you can sow. Right? His divine power has given us, past tense, everything we need for life and godliness. Which means God says everything you need to have a great life and be a great Christian, he's already given it to you. You already have it. So watch me. So watch me. Look at me. You have a pulse. Come on. 
Yeah, come on, come to the doctor's office. Give me a chair. Give me that chair so he can come to the doctor's office. Come on, I'm a doctor. I am. Not medical. But you don't know that. Listen. <laughs> yeah, all right, come on, put your arm down. This right arm? <laughs> Look, you go to some doctors, that's how you feel, because you got to tell them. <laughs> Let me stop talking. Let me put you on the computer. Okay, it's tightening up on you. Well, it's getting tight. I feel it. It's vibrating. Is it high enough? Yes. I'm the doctor. Listen. Is it getting tight? It's getting tight. Ain't it? It's getting tight. Okay, it's, it's counting. It's counting. It's counting. Okay. It's, how many seconds it's got to count for? Okay. All right. Look good to me. Yeah, that look good. That's a good number. It's in the green. Everybody focus. Come on, focus. All my medical people are doing Don't send me no inboxes after church trying to tell me how to do it. I don't want to not do it. I already know what they're finna do. They finna know. Let me, you type in the message right now. I don't want to know. All right, watch me. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Um, pay, pay attention. Uh, you can get blood pressure. You can get pulse. Watch me. 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 Um, can I just get you to just put your, put your, put two fingers right here? You feel something? That's your pulse. Bishop, why did I need to feel that? Because if you can't recognize it, you're going to keep going to other people trying to get them to recognize what you don't recognize. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? If you still have a pulse, that means God still has a plan. Somebody say, he's not done with me yet. But look at me. But that plan is locked up in your seed. It got quiet right there. That plan is locked up in your seed. A lot of people walk around always looking for somebody to co-sign. Always looking for somebody to support. Always looking for somebody to believe in. And, 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 that's, and that's good in some ways. The danger with that, though, is that if you can't check your own pulse, you're subject to having to sit down and let somebody else do it for you. And when they do it, watch me, they're going to give you their interpretation of it, not the reality of it. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Is that for some of you, watch me, there have been people sent into your life whose entire objective was to misread your pulse. Why? Because when they misread their pul your pulse, they will misread your purpose. And when they misread your purpose, you will do things that have nothing to do with what you were created to do. And so you'll be distracted by them. I rebuke every distraction that's tried to come into your life. Can I get you to open up your mouth and say, I release every distraction out of my life. Come on, Wednesday, say it again. I release every distraction out of my life. We have a God, not a genie. We have a God, not a genie. Um, a genie serves you. A God, you serve. Why is this important to know? Because a lot of people, here's, here's how they envision their plan for their life. I want to do this. 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 
I want to do this. Now, God bless it. Oh, I know what you did. You put your little five-year plan together. And you, you said, Lord, this is all of the stuff I'm getting ready to do. Lord, I want to do this. I want to be, I want to be a lawyer. And then I want to be a doctor. And then, and then I want to start a business. And then I want to be a crypto millionaire. And then, and then I want to buy an island. And then, oh, come on, I want a helicopter. You don't even like flying. And I want a jet. And then, and then I'm going to go to nursing school. Even though you're already a doctor because... Then after that, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start an online retail business, and then I'm gonna start a TikTok. Excuse me. <laughs> I better have my page back. Y'all better hear me in Jesus' name. All right, watch me. Watch me. And here's what we do: you make all these plans. You make all these plans, cause you, cause you, cause you, I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive, and then you get spiritual. Do it, God. Do it for me. He's about to blow my mind. Touch, Lord. Make it happen. As if He's a genie in the bottle, and you can rub Him the right way. Not realizing He's not your genie. He's your God, which means to assess his plan for my life, I have to check the seed in my life. Because if my sequel is in my seed, then the plan for my life is locked up in the seed that I possess because the seed that I possess determines the sequel that I will see. Okay, all right, let's work this thing. Somebody say, let's go to work. All right, so on, on Sunday, I taught you that your mouth what comes out of your mouth is a seed. Proverbs 18, 21, life and death are in the power of your tongue. Then I taught you on Sunday that your movements are a seed. What you do is a seed. Your actions are a seed. Watch me. If you hit somebody, you might get hit back. That's called a sequel. You cuss somebody out, you're going to get cussed back out. That's called a sequel. And you, and you may get cussed by a professional cusser. You used a few words. They are professionals. That's called a sequel, right? Then I taught you on Sunday, third type of seed, your money. Say, my money is a seed. Second Corinthians 9, 8, and God will generously provide all you need. And you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. This verse just gets me every time I read this sequence of verses. And God, not your boss, not your job. Your job is not your source. Your job is not your, your investments are not your source. You got to hear that. Somebody say, God is my source. And God will generously provide. You know what generous means? Look, look at me. 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 Generous means, uh, watch me, it's relative to who's being generous. All right? So, so God's capacity is bigger than yours. So you ever, you ever, um, you ever saw somebody <clears throat> that had a lot and, and, and you like, you know, when they were generous, it was a lot. You, you know. It was, it's like going to eat with somebody who ain't going to put no limits on it versus somebody that said, get some off this kid's menu. 
Let's split it. <laughs> I ain't that hungry. <laughs> then what did you bring me for? I'm going to split something. All right. <laughs> All right. Pay attention. Pay attention. It's the same principle here. So here's what God says. God says this. God says, God says, God says, my generosity is way bigger because my capacity is bigger. So, and God will generously provide all you need. Say, all my needs are met. Then you will always have. Somebody say this. Say, I'll never lack again. This is in your Bible. This is in your Bible. I need some of y'all to get ready because you're never going back to that way you used to live. You're never going to wonder how you're going to make it. You're never going to wonder how you're going to get what you need. You will never, ever lack again. That's not Bishop saying that. That's your Bible saying that. You will always have everything you need. Say that with your mouth. Say, I'll always have everything I need. And, and plenty left over. In the South, we're almost done. In the South, when you go to somebody's house to eat, they don't make enough for them. They don't make enough for them and who they invited. They make enough for the block. It'll be four people in that house. They got a turkey and a ham. And not just a green vegetable and a starch. Mm -mm -mm. They're going to have sweet potatoes, macaroni and cheese, greens, corn surprise. That's what I call it. They don't have one dessert. They got chocolate cake. That ain't your thing. Pecan pie. That ain't your thing. Peach cobbler. You don't like that? Banana pudding. You don't want the turkey or the ham? That's okay. We got some fried catfish too. Be like, who are you cooking for? It's four people in this house. Somebody say, I'll have more than enough. See, watch me. Here's the life you're about to live. You got to hear me. When you're in the restaurant, God will say, by that table food, by that table food, by that table food. And you'll walk out and just say, he's about to blow my mind. Yeah, I'm not talking to me. But watch me. Here's how blessed you'll be. You'll see somebody in the line and you'll see them. Try, no, put that back. No, baby, can leave all that stuff in the car. Leave all that stuff in the car. Matter of fact, you go in front of me. Matter of fact, you go in front of me. Oh, well, why you want me to go in front of you? Here, here, whatever that is. Y'all not hearing what I'm... When the man of God gets up and says, all right, we got this building we got to buy. We ain't getting no loan. We paying cash. You'll be like, wait a minute, Bishop. No, you don't even ask nobody else. Pam, y'all not going to say nothing to me. Say, I have more than I need. Plenty left over. That's in your Bible. Verse 10. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer. See, he's a God, not a genie. See, a genie, you just tell him what you want. A God, you sow for what you want. 
He will provide and increase your resources. This is just, I know we got to move on, but this is so good to me. He will provide and increase your resources. And watch me. And then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So God is like, I hooked you up so you could go hook somebody else up. So that means my harvest just becomes new seed. Because you want to know something? Have you ever broke open a pumpkin? If you break open a pumpkin, you know what's in there? Seed. Which means even though that's my harvest, in my harvest is new Which means when you get a big check, you don't say, ooh, look at this harvest. You say, Lord, thank you for the harvest, but let me drop this seed up off on you. When something amazing happens in your life, you say, Lord, thank you for that, but, but this is fresh seed. Look at verse 11. This just makes me shout every time I read these verses. You will be enriched. What does this mean? Lack nothing. But watch this change in the verse. Because Genesis 8, 22 says, as long as the earth remains seed, time and harvest, he can call all that. But Luke 6, 38, give it to somebody, give it unto you, good measure, press down, sing together, running over some important bosom. Seeds are supposed to reproduce after their own kind. You sow pumpkin seeds, you get. So watermelon seeds, you get. Um, they call wheat berries, which are wheat seeds, you get wheat. This verse says that money has the power to do something quite different. He says, you will be enriched. Look at this next part that's underlined. Say it with me. In. This is in your Bible. This is in your Bible. Which means when I release my money, this is bigger than just money. God says, when I know I've got your treasure, I know I've got your heart. And if I've got your heart, there is no good thing that I would withhold. Watch me. So money produces non-monetary sequels. Money produces non-monetary sequels. Look at Matthew 6 and 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that thing, here it is, on which your life centers. So God says, if I know I can trust you with money, I know you're centered on me, he says. And if you're centered on me, I'll make sure you're always complete. I need a few of y'all to get your faith up and make this declaration and say, I will be enriched in every way and lack nothing. I don't think you understand what every way means. It means not just your finances, but watch your family start coming into. Not just your family, but watch your faith start coming into. Not just your family and your faith and your finances, but watch your future start coming into. Shout in every way. Come on, shout in every way. All right, so let me give you, let me give you three more types of seed and we're done. Can I give you three? Because this is the plan for your life. You still have a pulse. God still has a plan. Feels good to me right through here. You still have a pulse. God still has a plan. You still have a pulse. You still have a pulse. You still have a pulse. Y'all say it online. You type it. You still have a pulse. And it's locked up in your seed. You ready? I'm about to give you three types of seed. Um, here's the next seed. Management. 
Management. Mouth, movements, money. Here's the third, here's fourth one. Management. How you manage things is a seed. Uh-oh. Luke 19, 13. He gave them 10 minas. That was a type of, of, of money. Um, question, what has he given you? While you're complaining about what you don't have, what are you doing with what you do have? While you're saying you're missing this, what are you doing with what you currently have present? While you are talking about who's absent from your life, you need to take attendance and see who's in your life. While you're mourning who walked out, you're not celebrating who's sitting right in front of your face saying, but I love you. Woo, somebody needed to hear that, but I'm here for you. But I'll fight for you. But I'll go for you. Do not miss your John because you're mourning your Judas. You ready? He gave them 10 minors. What did he give you? And he said to them, handle that till I get back. Engage in business. Manage it. And I'm coming to check on what you've been doing with what I gave you. He's giving you talents. What are you doing with them? He's giving you abilities. What are you doing with them? Watch me. He's giving you breath in your lungs. What are you doing with it? Besides sitting on social media looking at other people who live their life. It's quiet in this building and online. He has given you, watch me, he's given you a unique personality traits where you, nobody does what you do the way you do it, how you do it. And instead of you managing that, you're trying to make it into something else. He says, manage that, run that till I get back. Now, now, verse 15, he ordered these servants that he had given the money to be called to him that he might know what they had. Look at what's underlined. Gained by doing business. In other words, God says, everything I've given to you, I'm coming to check on what you're doing with it. Somebody said, but, 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 the, but the Lord gave me a bad hand. How you playing it? Because even with a bad hand, Bishop Bright, the vice chairman of our, our, of our board of directors, he introduced me to this card game called Phase 10. Y'all clap for the game. Come on. And, he's, and, and at first he was like, man, we're going to play this card. I said, cards? I said, I am not in school. I said, but bring the game out. Let me see. <laughs> so he introduced me to this game. Uh, uh, real quick, come here, come here, come here, come here. I want you to pay attention. See, when you start trying to figure out the how, you, you start crushing your seed because you shouldn't be walking back over here. You're supposed to be scattering in new territory. Okay, what does this have to do with management? See, if, if, if you're not paying attention to how you manage what you have, well, watch me, you'll be so focused on what your hand is not that you won't make it be maximized based on what it is. So Bishop Wright gets me playing this card game. And, I'm, and, and so, you know, he's explaining it to me and all of that. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, and, you know, I'm not a shuffler. When I shuffle, you're gonna get chunks. Anybody else a chunk shuffler? Thank you. Thank you. You know them chunks. Like you, you try to do the little, little, little and it comes out, poop, poop. Like, you know, you're going to get two chunks. So what I do is I just spread them out and move them around. I'd be like, let's move them together. <laughs> let's open them up and toss some in there. Like, that's how you know I don't go to the casino because I could not. <laughs> I don't know. 
So, 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 so when we're playing this game, every hand I got, it was nothing I needed. When I need two sets of three, it's all reds. And for those of you that know the game, you understand. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to get you what you need. That's, that's later on in them latter phases. Pay attention. Um, for many of us, we are so focused on what the hand is not that we never, ever do anything with what the hand is. So here's what you do. You look at your hand and you're like, I ain't going to be able to win. Look, look at me. You had a bad morning. I'm over this day. I'm done. I'm done. It's 10 o'clock. You have a whole day ahead of you, but you have now missed. Come on, y'all. Let's be honest. Let's be. Can I, can I keep it 100 Wednesday? Today, I was like, God, I. I said, they can just worship tonight. I ain't coming. I'm just joking. I didn't say that. But, but I'm like, I'm over it. And he says, son, you're like, there's a whole day left. There's a whole day left. There's so much more victory for you today. There's so much more for you to do today. And for many of us, watch me, look at the scripture. It says, he came to see what they had gained. Which means whatever I've been given, watch me, I'm a manager, not an owner. See, you keep living your life like you're an owner. You are not an owner, you're a manager. A manager has to report to an owner. Which means it's not, well, it's my party, I can apply if I want to, I can do. No, it ain't your party, he paid for you. Come on, let's go to church. 2,000 years ago, he died and paid the price so you can have life and life more abundantly and that means your life is not your own I need you to elbow somebody next to you and tell them say your life is not your own say he owns you now what are you doing to manage what he gave you you better work what he gave you you better work what he gave you I don't care if you didn't get what you wanted you better work what you got I don't care if you didn't grow up in the right place work what you got I don't care if you didn't get the right education, work the education you have. I don't care if you don't have the right group of friends, work the friends you got. I need you to look at somebody and say, work what you got. You keep looking at somebody else's hair because it's long. You better work that little bit you got. That little bit you got. You better work that. Sitting here getting mad. She got long hair. You can have it too. Go to the hair joint and pick you up some. But until then, work what you got. Are they still around? <laughs> Y'all listening? Listen, you will say, well, I only have this much to spend on my living expenses. And it's, watch me. And you will be mad about that because you can't get something you saw instead of maximizing what you have. So now you're missing the beauty of what it is because you are mourning what it never was. Question, how are you missing what you never had? Okay, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. I'll preach on Friday, we gotta go. Here's, here's the fifth type of seed, ministry. Uh-oh, see how quiet it got? <laughs> you ready? Psalm 35, 27. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure. Now, I don't know about you, but 
since he's my God and not a genie, I want him happy with me. Like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't know, but I don't want, see, look, when I was in school, a lot of the kids wanted to be cool with one another. I didn't care about that. I wanted to be cool with the principal and the teachers, them deans, anybody with authority. Was anybody else like that besides me? See, while the other kids was wanting to, oh, let's hang out and be cool, and you the popular one, I'm like, yeah, you popular, but I got, watch me, but watch me, but I got power. Y'all not saying nothing to me. I remember I was in second grade. I was in second grade. I was in second grade, Dunbar Elementary School, Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis City Schools. I was in second grade, and I was in second grade, and there was this girl I liked. And she was in Miss uh, Roberts' class. She was in the class across the street, across the way. And, uh, and so, and so Miss Denton found out that I had, I was crushing on this, on, on, on the, it's getting quiet. <laughs> so, so I was crushing on the girl. Her name was Kalila Gray. That was her name. And I, and I was crushing on her. And, and, you know, I was real shy. I was real shy. My natural personality is, is, can be shy. All right. So, so I was real shy. So Mrs. Denton found out. She was like, you got a crush on her? I like, uh, you know, in Memphis City Schools, you call them ma'am. You know, not this Denver. Yeah, Judy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you didn't do that. You didn't do that in the South. Because in the South, they had paddles. So in the South, they can whoop you in school. And Mrs. Wilburn, who, watch me, who took me to Casa Bonita in her Cadillac. Because, see, I wanted influence. <laughs> so Mrs. Wilburn. I would hear her, and these, these guys would get in trouble, and Mrs. Wood, she had a wooden paddle, and then she had a glass paddle. All right, and I'm pretty sure it was plexiglass, because if it was real glass, but they call it the glass paddle. And so Mrs. Wilburn, you know, you get whooping in the, in the principal's office. Wasn't no time out, and we're sending you home, and, and, and detention, mm, mm Demarcus, what are you doing down here again? Come on in the room. And then Mrs. Wilbur would shut that door. And then you say, ah, oh God, I ain't gonna do it in a moment, Move your head. Ah, I ain't gonna do it. And I'd be sitting in the office doing paperwork like, I, I don't know what the Marcus wasn't doing, what he was supposed to be doing. But I sure got this paperwork together, though. I'm just. So I, I had this crush on Kalila Gray, second grade. And Mrs. Denton, she found out I had this crush. And so in second grade, you know, I'm supposed to be doing my second grade work. Mrs. Then she got me this special, the teacher's pens. I like the teacher's pens. So she got me, there was a special box of red pens. She bought me some red pens from the teacher supply store. She bought me a grade book from the teacher supply store. See, I was a chancellor of a college in second grade. I'm supposed to be doing my cursive, and she, she got me a grade book. Talking about, now what you think about this one? <laughs> we having full grown folks conversations in the country. So, so in the second grade, so she's like, she's like, okay, she, she's like, well, uh, so you got a crush on her? I said, yes, ma'am, I do. Um, I said, but don't tell her. She said, okay. She said, come on with me. I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> when I'm supposed to be doing my cursives. I'm, I'm going somewhere. Touch your neighbor. Say, he going somewhere. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing my cursive. And 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 she said, come on. And so we go. She gonna walk me into Miss Roberts' class. She was trying to hook up. She walked me over into Miss Roberts' class, gonna sit me right next to Kalila Gray. 
And I'm so shy and so nervous. I'm like, hi. And so then at the end of school, she comes. She said, did y'all talk? No. No, ma'am. <laughs> See, that's why I don't tell y'all my business, because y'all just judge me. She said, come on, Bishop. I was trying to lead her to the Lord. I told her, lift your hands, woman of God. Lift your hands. Pay, pay attention. Pay attention. Say management. Um, you can be so focused on the fact that you don't have a certain level of popularity that you miss the fact that you have power. You can be so focused on what you do not have that you miss what you do have. You can be so focused on what your body is not that you're not paying attention to what your body is. You can be so focused on what your talent is not that you're missing what your talent is. In case you haven't noticed, the people who succeed in the world aren't the most talented. They're the ones that believe in that little bit they got. Y'all not saying that to me. Oh, my God, come on. You're about to stir your neighbor's faith elbow and say, and I need you to work what you have. Come on. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I need you to find somebody that's not in a seating section of yours in this building or line topping in the chat and just touch them on the shoulder and say, work what you have. Come on. Come on, y'all. I need you to move. Please follow what I'm saying. Please follow what I'm saying. Work what you have. Come on, Facebook, work what you have. And why? If you'll work what you have, he's about to blow your mind. You have everything you need, but how are you managing it? Say ministry. Psalm 35, 27, let the Lord be magnified. Um, I brought up that story about the teacher and all that because I wanted my teachers happy. I didn't care about them kids. <laughs> I, I said, the teacher's who needs to be pleased with me. So because the teacher was pleased with me, I got to do stuff nobody else got to do. Uh-uh, you, you're not, listen, you're not getting the point. Because the teacher was pleased with me. I got to do stuff nobody else got to do. I'm going to talk over here because you're about to understand this verse. Because the teacher was pleased with me. I got to do things others did not get to do. I was an element. I remember in fourth and fifth grade, I was grading papers of my peers. Why? Because the teacher was pleased with me. What does the Bible say? Let the Lord be magnified who is pleased with the prosperity of his servant, which means when I do well, that makes him happy. So that means I need to make it my business to make sure that I do well. And prosperity is more than money. It is shalom, favor, and health. What is shalom? Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Come on. Nothing lacking. All is well. He gets pleased by that. So when, watch me. So when you're healthy, he's like, when you do well, he's like, when you could go nuts. Like ain't crazy. But instead you handle it. When you could throw in the towel. But instead you snatch it back to wipe your forehead. He looks at you and says. 
He delights in the prosperity, look at the last part, of his servant. A servant here is this Hebrew word, a bed, which means it's one that serves him by choice. So I want to encourage some of you all, watch me, here's how you please him. You please him when you serve. I want to encourage some of you on campus and online, watch me, there, there's just one thing you're missing and that's that you don't serve. He said, Bishop, I don't live in Denver. I don't live in soon to be Atlanta. That's okay. You can live in anywhere across America and around the world and serve. Because he delights in the prosperity. Watch me, not of his child. Everybody, watch me. Every Christian is his child. Every person is creation. Watch me. But only those that serve are his servant. So my serving is a seed. Some of you wonder how you're doing so well. It's your serve that's making you do so well. Can I get some of the people on the dream team that have seen your serve produce results in your life? You don't have the opportunities you do. It's made you more excellent. It's made you more efficient. It's made you more effective. Come on, open your mouth and say, my serve is a seed. Okay, here's the last one and we're out. And this one's going to make a shout. We're going all the way up for this one. You ready? Here's the last seed. You ready for this one? Your mistakes. Oh my God, even the things you do wrong, somebody say, these are seeds. Romans 8, 28 in the Amplified version of the Bible. What does the Amplified do? It amplifies certain words to give it a more concretized meaning. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, somebody say, he cares about me. Let me tell you why you never need to be worried about somebody that doesn't care about you. I got somebody way above your head that does care about you. Don't you ever let anybody threaten you with not caring about you anymore. Don't you ever let anybody threaten you because they say, I'm going to walk out baby back. Matter of fact, I will open up. Look, the door is already open. Go on and walk through it. Why? I got somebody way above your head that cares for me. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, he cares about me. Look at me. That's me. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes, say the next two words, the underline. Come on, Wednesday, let's go. <laughs> what is all things? <laughs> what is all things in Greek? What's all things in Hebrew? Swahili. Espanol, Fijian, Korean, Russian. You ready? God says, I cause all things to work together. Here's the whole message right here. As a plan. As a plan. Which means God says, I'm going to take your stupid decisions. And if you never made any stupid decisions, you can't say nothing right through here. But for those of us that have made some stupid decisions, this ought to be a good opportunity for you to put a praise in the atmosphere right there. Y'all not saying nothing, Wednesday. 
For every person that's ever messed up, every person that's ever screwed up, every person that's ever going to the left when they should have went right, for every person that's ever done something, you look back on it and say, had I known then what I know now, he causes all things. God says, I'm going to take even your mistakes and treat them as seeds. I'm going to make them work together. Watch me. As a plan. Y'all not saying that. Say, even my mistakes are a seed. Look at me. Look at me. You've never lost anything. You've just sown some things. Watch me. You, you, you didn't lose love. You were sowing love. Look at me. You didn't lose time. You were sowing time. He causes all things to work together as a plan. You still have a pulse. God still has a plan to work together for good to those. Now, now here it is. That love God. Do you love him? Proof that we love him is that we adjust to what he says. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. It's not love when you say, God, I love you, now do what I want. It's love when you say, God, I love you, I'll adjust to what you want. To those that love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Look at me Wednesday. This is why. Say, I have a pulse. He has a plan. This is why. What I'm going to need you to do is, uh, I'm going to need you to, um, I know you have all of your plans, but he says, 3 John 1, 2, beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He, watch me, he, he says, I know you got your plans. I know you got your agenda. He, he says, watch me, but I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, he, he says, I, I know what you want to do. I know what you intend to do. I know what you're looking to do. I know what you're hoping to do. But, but, but watch me. He says, he says, I've got a plan and I've got a purpose that will even use your mistakes That will even use your dumb decisions. And I'll make all things work together for good. Watch me. Look at 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 me. But it's not your plan. It's my plan. And here's the fight. You think yours is better. No, you would never tell him that to his face. You just do it with what you do. You just do it with what you say. You ain't bold and you ain't crazy. You ain't gonna walk. Lord, my plan is better. <laughs> Baby pie. You don't do that. Uh-uh. You know what you do? You know what you do? You, 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 just, you just fight him with his plan. You resist his delays. You resist his denials. You resist his reroutes. You resist his no's. 
you resist his yeses. If you don't get what you want, you tear the house up. If you don't get what you want, you don't worship. So you withhold what he's due. Because you say, this is my plan. God, this was supposed to be done by Thursday at 5 o'clock. And it ain't done. So now I got my own plan. And God says, no. I cause all things to work together for the good of them that love me and knows that yield to my plan and my purpose even if it feels, you ready? Painful. It's quiet in this building. And we're about to move because I know some of y'all, this is where it get real tight right through here. Because you're like, all right now, Bishop, man. I thought, he I thought he used my mistakes. He'll use your mistakes. But only, look at the screen, only if you love him. He says, if you don't love me, that was just a mistake. He says, but when you love me, that mistake becomes a miracle. I'll take a woman with an issue of blood who made a mistake 12 years ago. But because she loves me. And even though it took 12 years to get it done, she still got in my plan. So I took her mistake and turned the mistake into a miracle. Wednesday, we're done. We're going home. But I need everybody in this building and online to worship God for 10 seconds. Why? He's taking your mistakes and turning them into miracles because even your mistakes are seeds if you love them. Worship right there. Go. 10, 9, 8, 7. Come on, Wednesday. Even your mistakes, even your dumb things, even the crazy things you've done, even the foolish things you've done, even the disobedience. Come on. There's good news for you. There's good news for you. Oh, I feel good now. There's good news for you. Somebody say, he's making my mistakes miracles. In Jesus' name. So Father, so Father, so Father, so Father, we yield. Come on, can you say that with me? Say, I yield to your plan and your purpose. What you want from me. Come on, say it, y'all. Say, what you want from me, you get from me. What you desire from me, you can have from me. I yield. Your will be done, not mine. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, you got to give you to him. You need to give yourself as a seed tonight. Secondly, if you're giving yourself as a seed, but you've not been faithful to the Lord, you can recommit yourself to him tonight. Third, like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. I don't want you to log off or get out of this building before being sure. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure on the count of three in the building, raise your hand online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, God's coming to get you. One, two, three, if that's you. Put that hand up in this building. Online, do that hand wave emoji. Say it's me. 
Everybody pray this with me real fast. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. I yield to you. My mistakes are seed. Ministry is seed. My movement is seed. My money is seed. What comes out of my mouth is seed. Everything I need, I have in seed form. My management is seed. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, would you take out your phone, text the word decision to 877-552-4746 if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or you can scan the QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.